0: This is Rob Turbot for Boxing Social, in association with Betfred, finally joined by dazzling Darren Barker, former IBF middleweight champion of the world. We're in the bubble this week for Conor Ben versus Sebastian Formella. How are you, Darren?
1: Very well, thanks. I've been trying to swerve you, haven't I?
0: Yeah, well you failed. (laughs) They finally let me in and you can't get away from me, so you're here now. But how are you? I just mentioned you off camera, I haven't seen you since Saudi Arabia all of those Mm. months ago. Almost a year. Have you missed me? Do you
1: know what? I've missed you, yep, and I'm well. I'm just looking, behind you is the Wembley Arena. There was a big night there many moons ago. Myself versus Simeono Rotolo. One of the biggest nights that that arena's seen and will probably ever see. Uh, Great night for British boxing. Um, yeah, but otherwise hey, I've been all right, mate. Been good, um, as well as it can be, uh, considering this crazy pandemic we're living through. I had a little baby boy uh, blessing me seven weeks ago, so I have got four kids now. I'm one away from a five-a-side football team, um, but I wouldn't <laughs> trust me. I'm not having any more. That is my lot. But good, mate. To answer your question, I'm well.
0: Well, if you don't have any more, you could be the goalkeeper and then you could have the four outfield players.
1: On the manager. So you only need to draft in a kid. How many you got? I've got one. How old? She's three. Yeah, all right.
0: We'll sling her in. Yeah, okay, Not bad. Not bad. She's Chelsea as well, so it's all good. There we go. So, anyway, before we get started, one of the things that I wanted to mention to you is I always love seeing you bump into Tony Sims. It's one of my little happy moments in boxing. Yeah. There's, this, there's this kind of energy between you guys. Obviously, you don't spend every day together in the gym as you I'm used to smiling, do. Yeah, that? exactly, <laughs> and it's nice. Like, you know, he came over this morning at breakfast, and there's always, like, a nice feeling. It's yeah. one of the, the little things that I really love about my oh, job.
1: Nice. Uh, he, look, he's, he's a governor. He's like, a, he's like another relative to me, Tony. Our bond is very, very strong. And uh, I speak to him all the time, whether through text or on the phone, always, but don't always see each other. So it's really nice to spend time with, with Tony. He's, he's a great man, like a proper, proper good man.
0: He certainly is, just to echo that. Um, and he's got a fighter in the main event this week, Conor Ben against Sebastian Formella. Good step up for Conor Ben. Um, Sebastian Formella, obviously well-known for only having lost to Sean yeah. Porter. Um, good step up.
1: Yeah, brilliant. Uh, it's, a, it's a really good fight. Like you say, he's that, that one defeat against a very good fighter. Uh, one of the best out there in Sean Porter. Was he, two-time world champ? Um, and, and one on points. He won every round, don't get me wrong. So it's a good fight. Uh, for Connor to see where he's at um and uh, yeah I, I it is brilliant matchmaking in my opinion and he looks up for it Connor I've been very impressed with how he's been looking you know the I think he's shown a lot of people me included that he's got very good boxing IQ he, you know he's got good brain there's there's definitely natural talent there from his from his dad and he's starting to show that now um, we know how big of a puncher he is, and how exciting he can be <clears throat> um, but now we 're getting to see I, I think we will get to see the the a bit of boxing from from connor he 's a really he 's a really good fighter i 've been impressed with him and um, i 'll just talked to Tony then like you say and um, he 's been so impressed with um, how well he listens and takes everything on board and um, though connor is um, He's from a privileged background, you know, you hear it all the time, a lot, this is a working man, woman's sport, you've got to come from nothing um, to be successful in this game, well, he rubbishes that, because like I say, he's come from a privileged background, but his hunger, his desire to win is that of someone that is, really wants to change their life, that has come from nothing, so um, I'm imp- I've been impressed with Connor.
0: One of the things he said to me in the past, that he, you know, he chooses to fight, which is a different type of yeah. mentality from somebody who has to fight. As you say, he could have done any number of things with his life. He chose to get punched in the head, which is not a route that most privileged people would take. Mm-hmm. Um, so credit to him for that. How different is he now compared to the very raw novice that we saw him um, coming onto the scene? I think four years ago was his debut.
1: More, more intelligence, more boxing IQ, like, like I mentioned there. Uh, he was learning on the job. He still is learning on the job, but he's in a great gym and... Um, you know, he's, look, you hear this all the time and it's a bit cringe when people say that, it, but it's, it's so true. Success breeds success and he's in a he's in a gym where there's lots of very good fighters and they're all rubbing off on each other. And he's got great sparring as well through the weights. You know, he's got the the work with Martin Ward and, and Joe Cordina for speed. Then he's got Ted, Felix, etc. for that bit of uh, size and strength. So, sparring has been key for him, learning. And look, some of the injuries that he suffered as well, sometimes they do you a favour. It's like, well, okay, though I'm learning the job, let's spend a bit of time in the gym, let's work on our technique, let's get in the ring and spar. So, take a bit of pressure off when we get in the ring on fight night, and um, I think he's used the time with Tony in the gym uh, very well. And um, I've been impressed with what I've been seeing from him. And I think the fight, I think Saturday night, he's got to remain patient. Formella's very good on his feet. He, he's a very good fighter. They're always looking to to counter his opponents. He's good at feinting and drawing out the lead and coming back with straight conventional one twos. He, he's got quick hands, very quick feet. So Connor's got to be patient. You know, don't don't worry if he loses a couple of the early rounds where Formella's quick, but he's just he's got to be quick with his feet, Connor, for me. Um, with someone who moves a lot like Formella you can be guilty of sometimes letting your hands go and not bringing your feet in uh you know trying to catch and pin someone down. I think if Connor brings his feet in and matches the speed of hands with feet, it'll be all right.
0: As we mentioned, this is a sizable step-up compared to the opposition that he's faced so far in his career. When you're in the same kind of level as Connor is when you were a boxing as a professional, what is that like, having that first big step-up fight? Do you remember yeah. your preparation for it and mentally, how does that affect you?
1: Yeah. Do you know what? I remember um, being a novice pro and I remember seeing Lee Meagher, clear as day of this, and he was top of the bill, I can't remember who he was fighting, and he was, he was the main man on the poster. And I remember saying to Lee, I said, "Ain't you nervous, you know, it's all on you, you know, you're the top of the bill. I remember him saying to uh, to me, no, because it's a natural progression, you you, you know, you're on the undercard, then you achieve support, then you're the main man, so you naturally get there. Um, But nothing can really prepare you for it. I remember, I was that person, I was always on the undercard of Cole Froch, etc., Lee Meager, and uh, all of a sudden, I was fighting for the Commonwealth title, and you're top of the bill, big picture in my face, on the poster, and uh, it's nerve-wracking. It really is nerve-wracking. Um, and you, to be honest, though you do a lot of sparring with world-class fighters, you don't quite know how good you are until you actually make that step up. And um, this will be a massive tick, uh, box ticked for Conor. If he gets through this, he'll really get a lot of belief from this. A of, of beaten someone that's campaigned at the top level. Um, a very good fighter. Um, and it really does. For Look, I'm telling you now, natural talent plays a part if you're a good boxer. and Obviously, your fitness and conditioning plays a part. But this is the biggest part in boxing. Without a shadow of a doubt, every man or woman, uh, if they're able to, can get fit enough to compete as a boxer. But not everyone can be fit enough up here. And that's dealing with the pressure. Uh, expectations. Expectations. Um, all things like that. Coogan beyond, get him on camera. He's never, no, he's shaking his head.
0: He won't come on camera. He don't want to get. Gi- he don't want to give boxing social the Coogan clout. Doesn't want to share the pie.
1: No, he don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 he told me a fact the other day. It's he, he wound me up a little bit. He just Coogan's never had a tea or coffee. And when I say to him, when I say to him, come on, let me make you a tea and a coffee, he's, just take a sip. He's like, no, I don't want to ruin the story. That's the only reason, because he's got this story that he's never had it. He's, working, he's winding me up, though. Google only
0: drinks champagne and the tears of other online boxing journalists.
1: <laughs> anyway, going back to that, yeah, so it's a big mental, uh, the, the biggest part of this game is up here, 100%. And like I say, Conor gets through this Saturday night, that will, be, will go on leaps and bounds because he would have passed that test.
0: Flick through the rest of the cards, um, somebody we had breakfast with this morning, Fabio Wardley yeah. in an interesting fight with Richard oh, Latte. That, that,
1: that bit of love, between, that bromance between you two, it's beautiful, it's a beautiful thing.
0: It's beautiful, but apart from the fact that seemingly every single one of his fans now fat shaming me all over Twitter, luckily I've got thick skin, well, I've got thick everything, which is why they're saying it, but um, yeah, no, it's been nice, but I could probably do without the abuse. So if people are watching this, we are only joking, Please leave me alone.
1: Fatty, fatty, <laughs> bum, bum. <laughs> right, anyway. Um, yeah, Fabio against Latte. I always think of coffee. I can't help it. Um, another good fight. I think it's a really good fight. and I think it's a fight where Fabio can look good. Um, Latte is a danger, man. He can whack, that's for sure. We see it in that third round against Dubois. When he was hurt, he just put his head down and started winging in shots and he caught Dubois, didn't he? Was it left hook or right hand? Right hand. Um, so it's a good shot, uh, a good um, fight for for Fabio, but like I, I think he will look good. I think um, when we were talking before, I was telling you that the feint is the perfect move for um, for Fabio in this fight. Feint, get Latte to to lead, throw a big hook in. You can make, he, to be honest, he can make he can look good in this fight. He really can. Um, just got to be smart and, and wear Latte down and and make him miss, making him pay. One of those, I, I expect him to win and, and to look good.
0: It's one of those performances for, for Fabio Wardley, or rather one of those matchups for Fabio Wardley. We've seen Latte against Daniel Dubois, against Nathan Gorman very recently, where he can really kind of put himself amongst that domestic level. It's been one of the real success stories of kind of post-lockdown boxing, Fabio Wardley. Yeah. Good performance against Simon Villilli now has another opportunity this weekend.
1: Yeah, I'm, I've been very impressed with him. Not the biggest heavyweight, is he? But what he makes, what he... Uh, lacks in size, he makes up with speed and agility, and um, he's, a, he, he's he, again, he's a natural talent, he really is, not much amateur background is there, uh, and he's just, yeah, I've been impressed, Validi at fight camp was a good performance, you know, showing that he can whack even though he's not the biggest, he can, he can punch, uh, his speed, his accuracy, his timing uh, is why I think he'll look good um, on Saturday, and yeah, he puts himself in that mix, doesn't he, with only, well, how many fights would that be? 10 fight, you know, it's um, so far so good and I look forward to listening to him in the corner (laughs) because he comes out with something, doesn't he? So, um, yeah, looking forward to a good performance there. I I think he wins comfortably and looks good.
0: Yeah, very funny, engaging character, Fabio Wardley. If people are watching and haven't checked out his podcast, Clearly Confused, have a look at it. Very funny, very interesting man. I do recommend it to anyone watching. From one kind of, say, undersized, very average size, small heavyweight to two others in Alan Babbage and Tom Little. In the most respectful way possible, it's sort of like a cartoon fight a little bit. You've got the raging, whirling beast of Alan Babbage against kind of the slick, quirky back foot boxing of Tom Little. That has all the makings of of quite a fun fight, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I've just walked in the gym. I was just watching Connor train, and as I walked past... Um, he was having a little plod, Tom Little, on the running machine, and he looks exactly like Alan Babic. They look exactly the same. I'm killing you not. For a, I had to look for a second, and he, oh, it's Tom, it's not Alan. Um, yeah, he, look, you, you see, what you see is what you get with Alan Babic. He's uh, he's just raw. He's a beast. He's exciting. He loads up. He's unconventional. He just wants to get stuck in, doesn't he? Could easily make cruise away, but he's having none of it. So like, now. Nah, this is where it's at, the heavyweight division, I want a, I want a bit of it. And he's up against someone who sort of looks like he's transformed themselves in Tom Little. He looks in great shape, doesn't he? He really does. He's in good nick. Um, and he's the one with the experience here. He was in with a very good fight. I was in Saudi, as you were, when he fought Majidov. Um, you can't look into that too much because was a world champion. Unbelievable. You know, just a very good fighter. And... Um, Come up short there. Was well beaten, but he fancies this. You know, he's not in there with a now. He's in there with a a raw, I guess you could say, novice. So he believes in himself, Tom. It's about him staying disciplined in the fight. I think not. That he's not the biggest puncher. We know that. He was the only stop free. I think Tom. So it's about him being smart against similar to Fabio. Lots of feints. Try and draw the lead of of um, Babic and and make him pay and move. Just don't get engaged try and make it as boring as you can um but with that traveller blood that he has i'm sure that tom will at some point bite down in his gumshield. but it's about staying switched on here but whatever happens in that fight it's going to be exciting um and will be exciting watching them both as they progress in their careers because uh, they're both good characters in and out of the ring
0: you mentioned about tom little not having not being the biggest puncher um something that he would he would admit to as well. When you're fighting somebody like an Alan Babbitt, who's going to come forward, he's going to let go of big shots from the first bout, how important is it or is it important for him to be able to make some sort of dent in him to make him think twice about coming in?
1: Look, it, it helps. It's not uh, crucial. You don't have to. Um, some people are just made out of rock and you, you can't budge them. But if you are the person that can't punch, like I was a lot of my career, it's about remaining disciplined and... Um, Concentrating on your feet probably more than your hands and making sure that you don't want to be backed up onto the ropes. <clears throat> One thing I try to do is, and I always say this whether doing commentary or I'm, I'm talking to someone, it's about even if you are the less, you're not the aggressor in the fight, try and hold the centre of the ring. So you've always got space behind you and when Babic does come, get that faint, take the step back, move away from the ropes and back to the centre. You can remain disciplined like that and get that in your head uh, and keep the output with your punches quite low but accurate, qu- quality instead of quantity. Um, it, it makes up for the lack of power. Um, so, it, yeah, like I say, it's about him being disciplined with his feet more than his hands in this fight. But it, like, it does help if you can put a dent in your opponent.
0: Right, so those are the heavyweights that are fighting on the card. Now, one heavyweight who we were expecting on the card, who, of course, isn't on the card after his retirement, the White Rhino, Dave Allen. Um, you know him as well as anybody in the sport. Just your thoughts on his retirement.
1: Yeah, he texted me um, last week. Was it Friday? It was Friday. He texted me saying, can I, have some, can I have a bit of advice? I went, yeah, go on. And he just said, I don't think I've got it anymore. I went, and that's it. I left him a voice note and I said, look, you said it there. Don't want to be going in the that Though he didn't pick up a title, look at where he is. Look how uh, recognisable he is, and and what a mark he put in this game. He was. He's, it was such a fun career, and it was. It was. I'm proud to have spent time with him and been a very small part of it. He's had some great nights, and that one uh, that we both shared against Lucas Brown at the O2 was was great. And though we can't ever celebrate a title, we can celebrate. Uh, a great occasion like that that not many can and you know I've always said it like, boxing's given me such a great life I've got to travel the world I've got so many great experiences and again though Dave hasn't got title he's got those experiences he's got those um, memories that will last a lifetime and uh, yeah he's he's done the right thing Dave um, he shows me the clip like everyone see last week of him getting wobbled against Usyk and it was really only an arm shot and against not a natural heavyweight and with big gloves on and head guard and he wobbled a little bit. We don't see Dave wobble. He's, he's been whacked by David Price, Tony Yoko, all of these guys. Ortiz with 10-ounce gloves on. i not seeing him wobble at all. And um, Yeah, it was the right, right move. But Dave's just got to stay involved in the sport. He's a great character. I think he can do a lot. For, for a lot of young fighters out there. Not necessarily training, though he's very knowledgeable. He can manage fighters. There's this side of things he could be doing. T- look, It won't be the last we see of Dave, put it that way, but I wish him the happiest in retirement. And, the, and like I say, I'll have memories that will last for me for a lifetime with my time with him.
0: Now we I think we spoke after the, um, I think it would have been around Taylor Progre last year, October, which would have been a couple of months removed from the David Price fight. Yeah which is when you first said that you felt like he should retire from
1: the sport. After that price, yeah, absolutely. It was the right time. He, he, you know, he took some big shots there. He was well, well beaten. And um, that was the time for me to jack it him. But I'm glad he's not waited too long.
0: OK, just before I let you go, big news in boxing at the minute. Callum Smith landed himself the Canelo Alvarez fight. Huge fight for Callum Smith. Huge fight for British boxing.
1: Yeah, it is. It is it's, um, good luck to him. You know, he's, he's the governor at super middleweight. Um, and he'll go into the fight truly believing he can win. He, you know, he's a naturally bigger man, but pff, Canelo's a governor, and he? He's such a good fighter. I, I love watching him. But for sure, for sure, I'll be cheering on Callum Smith and hoping he can shock boxing. I really, you know, I really hope he wins. And Yeah, he's great for British boxing. Imagine that. I, I've got to try and get out there. Frank? Eddie, <laughs> yeah, I'd love to go.
0: It would be good um, to go and see Kuno, but it doesn't look like. But well, certainly, I won't be going. Uh, four weeks—not ideal preparation for pound-for-pound for pound number ah, one in the world.
1: Been training in this current climax, uh, climax, Clim- cli- climate, Sorry, climate, climate, climate. Climate. <laughs> uh, see, uh, <laughs> uh, current climate. Yeah. Um, you've got to stay fit, and I think someone as professional as Callum and Joe, they're not going to be sitting on their hands, waiting. They would have been training. Uh, they knew that their name was in the in the hat for the biggest fight in boxing, so they would have been training, as obviously Canelo has. So, and I think for anyone, if anyone out there is a current active fighter, Stay, stay fit, stay in the gym because you just don't know what's around the corner. My best example of this is Steve Robinson all in many moons ago when he came in at short notice and ended up becoming WB, WBO, was it featherweight, champion of the world, you know. Stay fit, stay in the gym, you one crack at this career so I did the right thing. But yeah, Callum Smith, I wish you all the best mate.
0: Absolutely well said. Um on that fight, Callum Smith versus Canelo Alvarez. Obviously, people are talking about the size advantage. Callum Smith is this kind of giant at super middleweight. Is that going to be kind of his best shot of winning? Trying to impose his physical size and strength on Canelo Alvarez. Obviously, much easier said than done.
1: Yeah, I think approaching a fight against um, an elite level fighter, I think you've got to be you've got to be a bag of tricks, in my opinion. I don't think you can be um, the same throughout. I, because the reason for that, even though it's, it, it may be a working formula, eventually a very good fighter will suss you out. He'll, think, you know, he'll find a little chink in that armour, even if it is going so well. So I think it's about being versatile, changing things up, trying to oppose his size uh, on Canelo, and then use your range, then use your feet. Just mix things up. Um, you know, I, again, I hate talking about myself, but it's the only reference. I have a lot of the time, and when I fought Martinez, it was you know I was doing the same thing, and that was effective early on. It got to the midway point, and he went, I wanna, "I'm gonna, i to have to change things a little bit." And he done that, and that's what I learned from being in the ring with an elite level fighter. You can't just do the same thing because you will get sussed out. And I think for Callum in that fight, it's about just doing things a little different. Uh, again, lots. Of, I'm a big advocate of the feint. I think it unlocks the puzzle that's in front of you. So Lots of feint. Just mix things up, and I think if he can do that, and again stay disciplined, that's his best chance. But phew, it's hard to look look past Ken Lillo because I've been so impressed with him. I love watching him. But like I say, we'll definitely be cheering on our man. I'm really hope he can, like I say, shock the boxing world and, and win arguably the biggest fight in boxing. Uh, the you know he's the biggest name out there, isn't he?
0: Where does it leave your old mate, John Ryder? Obviously, he's been calling for a Callum Smith rematch, Billy Joe rematch. Billy Joe's now fighting Martin Murray, Callum Smith's fighting Canelo Alvarez. Anything you've heard on the great no, night about what happened with Mr John Ryder?
1: Genuinely not, not heard anything. I think, it's, I think they're trying to get him out in the 12th. Um, I love John. What, what a man, what a fighter. Um, I'll always tell one story about John when I fought... Um, <laughs> it's Tom Little. When I fought... Uh, Martinez, we was out in Canada and we got let down by a sparring partner. And uh, we, we rang John and went, John, we've got to get you out, we need some sparring. So John jumped on a plane, flew to Niagara, I can't remember the airport now, and um, drove straight to the gym after getting off the 10-hour flight, straight to the gym and done 10 rounds with me. And I was flying, you know what I mean, I was fit as a fiddle. It took me about a week to get over the jet lag. You know, I didn't spar. I think that was my first spar. I can't remember. I just thought, you're an absolute animal. You know, uh, bash me up for 10 rounds. And after just getting off a flight, it was incredible. And uh, yeah, massive fan of John. Um, and uh, yeah, a big fight loomed for him, I'm sure.
0: He's got to be sort of looking at the winner of one of those fights. Uh, Billy Joe Saunders, Martin Murray winner. Daniel Jacobs, Gabe oh, Rosado winner. So one of those fights surely has to be next for John.
1: He's there. He's, he's right there. He's, he was so impressive against the best super middle out, middleweight out there. And the man who's got the, the golden ticket, if you like. He was so impressive against him. Boxer He was so disciplined and boxed so well. He was a man possessed. And, yeah, he's, he's paved his way. And he's earned the right to get in there with one of the big... The big guns now so it's about just being patient it must be so hard for him but he's on the cuffs of something big um without a doubt deserves to be a world champion in my eyes
0: okay well dazzling darren barker always a pleasure catching up with you hopefully don't have to wait a year to speak to you again but um always a pleasure thanks for speaking to boxing social
1: always a pleasure mate